The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. It's Friday. You know what that means. It is time for the most anticipated hour in all of New York radio. It is time for Ask Frank Anything, where we have no idea what you're going to be asking, but hopefully you do. If you have questions about any subject at all, now's the time to start queuing up. 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Make them interesting. Make them creative. Make them different. Make them the kind of questions that people are going to be talking about all weekend long. And whoever comes up with the most interesting response, the most creative question, we will give a prize too. Now, speaking of all things on WABC, it is a big weekend for Staten Islanders and fans of WABC. If you live on Staten Island and have not yet been to a Staten Island Ferry Hawks game, then you need to go this weekend, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, because it's going to be free tickets. Free tickets. All you have to do to claim your four-pack of tickets is go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks. That's wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks. And there's all sorts of fun stuff happening this weekend. There's fireworks tomorrow on Saturday. There's uh, running the bases tonight, Friday, and Sunday. On Sunday, uh, our our boss, John Katsimatidis, will actually be at the game. So those of you that are eager to meet John Katsimatidis, that's a good opportunity to do so. You could tell him a thing or two about what you like about the station, what maybe you think needs to be improved. It's a real fun day. And you know what? If you don't have a good time at the game... You're not out any money. It's absolutely free. Best deal in all of baseball and all of radio. Oh, free T-shirt Friday if you go to the game today, too. So 77 WABC Fan Appreciation Weekend. Again, if you want some free tickets, go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks. That's wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks. And I'm going to remind you, I'm going to do this every day for the next nine days. I want to remind you, if you haven't already done so, please make a contribution to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to my efforts to raise some money for the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation. This is a great group that I'm proud to be affiliated with that raises money to buy mortgage-free homes for the families of fallen service members. I can't think of a more laudable goal. So I'm going to be participating in the walk, and I need your help. I'm trying to catch up to Dominic Carter. Right now, he's, he's leading the way. He's beating all the hosts. If you want to make a contribution and help me narrow the gap, go to wabcradio.com slash walk. Your questions on any subject. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. If you've listened to this program, you probably know a couple of things about me. One is that uh, I follow local politics very closely, much more closely than I follow national politics. I'm very interested in national politics, but I'm much more interested in what's going on at the local level. And you probably know that I'm not crazy about either of the two candidates that are running for governor of New York State this year. I'm going to vote for Lee Zeldin. Uh, primarily because I oppose congestion pricing and the seven plans that they're trying to shove down our throats. I also don't think that uh, Governor Hochul has done the best job 
when it comes to crime. I also have problems with how she's handled the Buffalo Bills situation, this giant giveaway of taxpayer dollars. But it doesn't matter what my opinion is. The bottom line is there are quite a few New Yorkers that are undecided about who to vote for. They don't know much about Lee Zeldin, and they don't know much about uh, Governor Kathy Hochul. So where does that leave us? A lot of those folks are going to be making their decision based on the debates. And right now, we are nine days away from early voting. I like to vote early. I love to vote early. I'm going to be voting early. But as it stands now, Governor Hochul has still not agreed to a debate with Lee Zeldin. And I have to tell you, this strikes me as the most insulting, arrogant thing that a politician can do. I was searching for another adjective there, but one the proper one escapes me. I don't understand why Governor Hochul is afraid to put her views before the voters and debate Lee Zeldin and explain to New Yorkers what she's all about. I, I find this absolutely unconscionable. And you know what's even more interesting? Someone told me that when you listen to the podcast of this program, there's ads that are injected. And Kathy Hochul, who has not come on this program once, Kathy Hochul has ads running in these podcasts. So on the one hand, she wants to get her message out. She's paying to do it. But she's refusing to come on a radio show like this one, in which we'd be happy to host her for free, or debate Lee Zeldin. I think the voters of New York are entitled to a debate and to know what both of these candidates are about. And to avoid a debate because you think you're so far ahead is the height of arrogance. And I hope the voters keep that in mind when they determine who to vote for this year. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, if it's a day that ends with a Y in it, that means there is a New York City or New York State politician trying to grandstand by bashing Donald Trump. Uh, We are seeing renewed attempts by New York City politicians to cancel the Trump organization's contract to run the public golf course in the Bronx. Uh, This has, uh, again, been rejected by the City Department of Parks. We've been through this time and again. Uh, This time is a little bit different because you have families of the victims of the September 11th attacks who are joining with members of the New York City Council in this push for the city to cut ties with the Trump Organization. These council members yesterday called for the immediate termination of the Trump Organization's license to operate this city-owned course. One council member, council member Shakar Krishnan, said public parkland should not be in the hands of Donald Trump or his criminal enterprise. Well, excuse me, council member Krishnan, uh, you're a big defender of the accused. You're a big defender of de-incarceration. You want to call Donald Trump and his company a criminal enterprise? What has Donald Trump been convicted of? Uh, in America, you still get a presumption of innocence. Previously, the, uh, Adamin, uh, the Adams administration said it could not unreasonably withhold approval for the golf course at Ferry Point Park to host this women's tournament in October, which is being underwritten by Saudi Arabia. The uh, tournament, which is part of the Aramco team series, has close ties to the Saudi government, but it's separate from the LIV golf tour that has poached from the PGA tour. Councilmember Krishnan called the tournament so offensive to the families of 
September 11th. Trump successfully fought in court an attempt by former Mayor de Blasio to terminate the operating license following the January 6th riots at the Capitol. And now they're at it again on the basis of this Saudi tournament. Ending the contract that they inherited with the Trump organization would require the city to pay up to tens of millions of dollars to the Trump organization. Now, that's an outcome that nobody wants except the Trump organization. This is just crazy. I mean, if you it, the logical conclusion of this grandstanding is the city would have to pay the Trump organization a whole bunch of money to get out of the contract. Now, who was helped by this? Now, you know me. I am very critical of the Saudi government. I definitely believe the Saudis had a hand in the September 11th terrorist attacks, at least from a financing point of view. And I don't feel great about the fact that they're playing such a role in professional sports in our country. That being said, this is what capitalism is all about. And uh, I think to single out Donald Trump on his golf course for this Saudi issue, it just smacks of tremendous grandstanding. Beam me up. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Let me begin this final hour of our week by disavowing you of two notions that too many people seem to believe. There's a whole bunch of people in society that think that voter fraud doesn't exist. They're wrong. Voter fraud does exist. There are a whole bunch of people in society that believe that only Democrats commit voter fraud. They're wrong. Republicans do, too. And that brings us to Rensselaer County, New York, the capital region of our wonderful state, where the Republican Board of Elections Commissioner Jason Schofield has been arrested by the FBI and arraigned before a federal judge charged with using voters' names and birth dates to fraudulently apply for absentee ballots for county elections. The indictment alleges that last year, Schofield applied for absentee ballots in the names of people who had no interest in voting, did not request absentee ballots, nor his assistance in voting or obtaining them, and or did not know that Schofield was using their personal information. He's also accused of taking the absentee ballots and having voters he applied for sign them, even though they didn't vote. And uh, this is, you know, this is he's been indicted. This is pending trial. He faces up to five years in prison and a quarter of a million dollar fine. This is bad news. And unfortunately, I've been around politics a long time, especially minor party politics in New York State. This is not uncommon. The thing that's uncommon is for the commissioner of the Board of Elections to do it, to be the person doing it. Usually it's lower level party operatives. But the people that raise objections to voting by mail, they have a point. And this is exactly why. And this is why so much of the debate about voter ID is not really the right place to focus on rooting out voter fraud. The place where where voter fraud takes place is through absentee ballots and through mail-in ballots and through ballots that are uh, filled out by one voter and carried to the voting place by another person. And that is ubiquitous in Atlantic City, where the people that carry out voter fraud there have it down to a science, and it's been well documented. So um, I'm highlighting this story, one, because it's a shame that uh, the person in charge of 
administering the elections in Rensselaer County is the very same person that's committing voter fraud. But I'm highlighting this story because too many people think voter fraud doesn't exist and too many people think only Democrats do it. They're both wrong. And I think we need to do something about these mail-in ballots instead of expanding their use. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.